Cool. So we're here talking about Abel, yeah. what it looks like to practice the way Jesus. And today we wanted to talk about enemy love. Yeah. Now, when I think of enemy love, yeah. I think of you do every day, every day, right? Like yeah. I, I have like spiritual disciplines and like prayer and Bible reading sure, sure. that fits, but like enemy love. Now, yeah. why are we talking about enemy love as a practice? Like for you, where do you, sure. where do you begin the conversation? Yeah. I, you know, and certainly we can do it biblically. I, one story comes to yeah. mind. So I remember I was in my early twenties, I worked at a group home, right? So this was for teens, uh, that were, went to, uh, were incarcerated essentially. Okay. They had drug background and some mental health background. And I went to work there. So I would live in the group home with the teens. Yeah. And I remember there were days when they would get so mad at me. And I, my house was like on the property. And I would literally stand at my door before I went out there. Yeah. And I'd have to like prepare myself. Right? Because I was not very good at responding to their frustration directed at me. Totally. In a way that sort of spoke of God's love. Yeah. Uh, so there was this sort of betrayal of these people trying to love me or hating me, yeah. frustrated at me, and I'm saying I'm a follower of Jesus, and yet all I want to do is it's yell totally, back yeah, at them. Not Jesus-like. <laughs> yeah. And so this is where I think the conversation of like, what does it look like to practice mm. or train yeah. in enemy love actually becomes important. Totally. Because my experience was I was thrown into this midst mm-hmm. of these youth that effectively became my enemies, and I had no idea how yeah. to love them. Like how to do that. How to do how it. How to right? grow in that. How to grow in that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Right. So Jesus says in Matthew 5, You have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. That's a traditional teaching. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, this is Jesus' word, right? Love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. Right. So he actually wants us to be a people totally. who can do this. Yeah. Who can go into right whatever situation confronts us in our life in our family, in our workplace, on the street, on Facebook, yeah. wherever. And he wants us to be a people that actually love totally. our enemies, uh, that pray for them. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then the thing that's fascinating to me is he says, this is verse 45. He says, so that, so this is the reason. Okay. So why do we do this? Yeah. Right? So that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Right? So it's like, wait, why do we do this? So that we can image God yeah, in the world. Totally. That when we actually aren't able to love our enemies, we do not witness to who God yeah, is. Yeah, we're not embodying the character of God. Yeah. We're not displaying so God's this is character. Like, if we're going to train in something, yeah. we should probably train in the thing that actually reveals the character exactly. of God in everyday totally. life. Totally, yeah. And it seems to me as like, you know, you're reading that paragraph from Matthew 5, that's Jesus' teaching on the Sermon yeah. on the Mount. It seems like that just kind of reverberated all throughout his followers and apostles. Totally. Do you think like the rest of the New Testament, yeah. Paul talks about this, Romans totally. 12, Romans yeah. 5, about how Christ, while we were enemies, Christ died for us. Yeah. Then Paul also applies it to the church in Rome that we're yeah. called to bless totally. those who persecute us. Yeah. Peter and, has yeah, stuff Jesus on this. Dies. Yeah, Jesus dies and like Jesus, this. Yeah. Jesus dies. Paul dies. Peter dies. Yeah. All of the disciples other than John all die without starting an re- yeah. insurrection, without gathering followers and leading a revolution, they all die totally. with this ethic yeah. sort of deeply ingrained uh, in who they were. Totally. And for them, they just believed that the power of loving one's enemies was greater than any other totally. sort of human way that totally. to treat other people. And it seems to me, thinking about not only this 2,000 years ago when the scriptures are written, when Jesus yeah. is teaching, think about our moment yeah. right now, how we're in such divisive, yeah. polarized times where it seems to me we often just hang out or listen to people that only think like us and totally. we end up 
kind of downplaying or looking down on other people yeah. that are different. Yeah. You know, I was reminded like last last football season, the NFL season, yeah. there was an interesting thing that happened uh, during one of the Dallas Cowboys games where President Bush and Ellen DeGeneres were mm. seen in the same kind of viewing box yeah. of like enjoying like enjoying what was coming. They're laughing together and yeah. all these pictures of them having a good time yeah, they together. Go viral. Go viral. Yeah. yeah. And if you know anything about either one of these yeah. people, they're not they're, the two people you would expect. <laughs> exactly. Being, you know, they're yeah. polar opposites on their yeah. cultural, political stuff all yeah. over the place. But what was interesting, what happened was that after that, Ellen DeGeneres got so much flack for yeah. how could you hang out with someone like, you know, George Bush? Yeah. He's X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And what was really interesting, I really appreciate about this from Ellen, is that she gets on her show a few days later and just basically comes out and says, like, you know what? To be just human, I don't want to just hang out with people that think like me, look like me, agree about everything yeah. that I, you know, agree on. I want to have friendships with people across the spectrum. Yeah. I think, you know, loving our enemies, kind of relating it back to this, one of the, I think, in our cultural moment, one of the most, I think, tangible ways we can yeah. do that is just practicing listening to one another, yeah. hearing each other's stories yeah. with people we don't agree with or we might think, you know, they're the, you know, the worst yeah. thing since whatever. Yeah. And just really having this relational feel with people hmm. and kind of cutting against the grain of our polarization yeah. and all the divisiveness yeah. in our in Yeah, because we often think back to like the first century, you think of Nero, yeah. you think of Domitian, you have, think of these emperors that are like killing people and you're like, oh, love my enemies. Yeah. But when we actually fast forward into our moment, like actually loving your enemies might be like, actually listening to the person totally. on the other side of the political aisle. Yeah. Listening to someone who is a different age group, yeah. different sexual orientation. Just yeah. like being present to people. Totally. Not agreeing. Yeah, totally. Not like endorsing. Yeah. But being present. Yeah. Um, when I think practically what Jesus says here, right? He's like, love your enemies, pray for those who mm -hmm. persecute you. Yeah. And I think all of us have had those experiences where someone is not nice to us. Totally. Right? They might not be persecuting on the side of like throwing us into, you know, a coliseum Jail, with lions. Yeah, totally. Um, but like a certain level of like, they know you're a Christian and they treat you poorly yeah. because of it. Yeah. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Do we get up in arms and so mad and say, well, I'm entitled to this? Yeah. Or do we fall on our knees and pray for them? Pray for them, yeah. I think this is what we're talking about training. This is what we're talking about. Totally. Like, what does it look like to do the small things yeah. so that when those big moments come, when we really need to love our enemies, we're actually the kind of people who can. Totally. It almost seems like as Jesus is giving those instructions, he knows that this is going to be difficult and hard. Totally. So it seems like he's even giving almost, if you want to call it this, like baby steps yeah. in that direction where it's this small thing of, of praying and showing you know, small acts of love yeah. that build and reinforce kind of these patterns and totally. overall behaviors where we'll become yeah. the character of God, embodying the character of God yeah. in these moments. So this doesn't mean like you need to pray for 10 hours for no. your enemy. It can always just be a, a small, short, simple, totally. you know, God help me or God bless them or something yeah. short, but getting the ball rolling in that direction, totally. I think yeah, is helpful. I think prayer can be a good spark, start uh, listening. Yeah. I think small acts of kindness. Totally. So like someone in your workplace mm -hmm. that you don't like, yeah. uh, maybe your spouse right now, feel like you're sort of in this enemy relationship. Totally. What does it look like for you to do something mm -hmm. that expresses God's love for her yeah. or for him? Um, I think that's what we're trying to get at. Like, how do we express the affection and love that God has for this person? Yeah. How do we embody that? Totally. Uh, versus how do we embody maybe uh, an ethic of you get what you get? Yeah, totally. <laughs> the retaliation. Just, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Do you have any stories of in your life of like ways you've tried this or failed at it? I have 
just as far as time goes, yeah. a really long story, but kind of maybe a short version. Just yeah. I had a you know fairly bad experience you know in a church hmm. that I previously had worked at, and it created some tension yeah. with you know a few people, and, you know, um, someone who was really close to me in particular. Yeah. And I remember you know this was five, six, seven years ago, but just over the past few years, just God really working on my heart and in my mind of like how do I respond to a situation that I felt I wasn't treated right, yeah. and someone that I really care about yeah. deeply and one of the small things I felt God in, inviting me to was first like what Jesus was saying like just begin praying yeah. for this person and then also there was the one moment like very specifically hmm. to just simply write a handwritten letter really to this person just confessing some things that I had done wrong yeah. and it was just kind of this weird moment yeah. kind of thing and I put it off for months but I ended up eventually doing that and one thing led to another and since not that everything's perfect but so much of our relationship, I feel mm. like, has healed. And I'm not trying to get any yeah. credit for that, but no. I think it was those, that small thing yeah, of, Steph, of faithfulness. faithfulness and seeing God work yeah. through that. Yeah, so. and I guess maybe so then from a training perspective, as people are listening to this video of like, what does it look like to train an enemy love? Maybe it starts with in the presence of Jesus, yeah. wondering, all right, God, who in my life right now is yeah, my enemy? Totally. And just allowing God to bring to mind yeah. one or two people that you're kind of in an enemy posture with. Yeah. And then say, okay, God, where should I start? Yeah. You know, and if you don't know, start with prayer. Totally. Right? Yeah. You're like, I have no idea. Okay, then prayer, right? Because Jesus says it. Yeah. Um, but if you do have an idea, maybe it is writing a letter. Maybe yeah. it's an act of kindness. But maybe it's sort of a step, a humble step yeah. of moving towards that person towards that. versus yeah. pushing against. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It takes just, I love what you're saying about the intimacy and connection yeah. with Jesus there. Because I think all of this were trying to anchor it back into, like you talked about earlier, the character of God yeah. and who he is. So if we're kind of divorced or apart from the presence of God, yeah. it's going to be hard for us to be in tune with That's good. what God's inviting us to. Because yeah. this is all about embodying the love of God. Yeah. And it, it implies, really importantly, that we are connected with God yeah. in those moments. Yeah. So we can end up doing that. That's good. Yeah. So. I think that works. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks,